All right, I want to mix things up a little bit over here in this episode and talk about how nose breathing while running has helped me kind of go from a 2k to almost an 8k in a matter of one month. So that's primarily the inspiration for this. Um, but mostly all of the content that I've gathered from and implemented in my life is coming from this book called Breath by James Nestor. Amazing read. Highly recommended. So I'm going to talk about nose breathing versus mouth breathing. And the whole book revolves around that. The lost art of breathing. That's the tagline of the book, in fact. So the effects on the brain of nasal breathing and mouth breathing. Um, running with your mouth shut. Also, anulom or alternate nostril breathing. And what happens in the body when you breathe from your left nostril and from your right nostril and how, you know, sometimes when you wake up in the morning and you notice that one of your nostril is more blocked from the other one or more open from the other one. And in just four or five hours, they switch places. So which is weird. I read it and then I kind of noticed and recalled, okay, yeah, that happens. That happens. So that was pretty interesting. Uh, let's get into that. But let's start with why nose breathing? Well, it was given to us for a reason. But primarily, when you breathe through your nose, it kind of cleans up that air. It humidifies it, which means it adds a bit of moisture and warmth to the inhaled air for smoother entry to the lungs so that the lungs have to process less. And because the overall pathway from the nose to the lungs is longer, so it gets more time to kind of adapt the body's temperature which means again this is which is why the lungs have to process it lesser so in mouth breathing it does not happen at all so the lungs have to do much more to balance it out uh, the sinuses when you inhale through your nose release a huge boost of nitric oxide which increases circulation and blood oxygen levels which means better immune function better moods and weirdly better sexual functions and, you know, to all the homies in the house, it's not just about the testosterone, it's also about the nitric oxide in the body. So you got a nasal breathe for that organ to work. Um, also, nasal breathing is more associated with the rest and digest or the calm states. And mouth breathing is related more to, you know, the fight and flight states or the alert or stress response state. So you must have noticed that if there's something stressful going on, you'd have shallow breathing and you'd start to breathe through your mouth and very small inhales and exhales would happen. I mean, you won't notice it, you know, in that situation, but it kind of is, is how the body uh, behaves in a situation like that. So also I have extended uh, very deeply on the rest and digest states and the fight and flight states in the previous episode of this podcast. So you can check it out. The name goes uh, by like this relaxed versus stressed yeah so that's the that's the spelling anyway so these are just the benefits of nose breathing uh, but let's talk about the disadvantages of mouth breathing which is how these nose breathing benefits will be more pronounced so mouth breathers uh, and as james nestor literally says it's almost like you're pretty much crippled and all the other organs in the body have to kind of compensate for this habit of yours so mouth breathing is not good one they don't sleep well at all 
why because their mouths become dry in the night which is why they would want to wake up and have water and because they had water during the night they would want to take a piss which means you're waking up again and again which means sleep swapped so that's one reason i think it's a good enough reason to not to change habits if you are a mouth breather or just to observe and understand what's really happening with my body um so snoring some people snore as well when and are also mouth breathers so snoring is literally an audio signal that the air is getting blocked on its way inside and outside so that's a good kind of a precursor to understand that why you're not waking up fresh and also i mean when your mouth is open your tongue kind of falls behind so if you close your mouth right now you'd notice that your tongue is resting on the top part of your mouth so if you close your mouth right now you'd notice that your tongue is resting on the top part of your jaw but when you open your mouth and you look up you know to kind of mimic when you're sleeping you would notice that your tongue falls behind in the back and it starts to block the airway or the airway becomes smaller which means the air the air is getting blocked uh, on the way inside and outside so some people have even uh, this syndrome called sleep apnea which is when your tongue almost blocks the whole windpipe and uh, some people you you might have even noticed that uh, they're sleeping and then suddenly they take a very strong snore uh that's because their tongue had stopped it stopped the flow uh, like 100% and then now again uh they're waking up sometimes people wake in their sleep that's because of sleep apnea and again when you're waking up in your sleep time and time again because you you had a dry mouth or because you want to take take a piss or you have sleep apnea then that definitely means that your sleep is not of a good quality and sleep is pretty damn important um so yeah i mean these are some of the disadvantages one of them is again uh when you are winding down your day there's this hormone called sleep hormone or melatonin which is released it puts you in that drowsy kind of a mood like you want to wind down the day and sleep so melatonin is the sleep hormone which is released uh and then you fall asleep and when you fall asleep and you and when you enter those alpha stages of those sleep start to enter the deep uh, deep sleep stages uh there's another hormone called vasopressin uh, which is released during the night and it does nothing but it regulates the body fluids so people who have who who breathe through their nose during the night you'd notice that most of the people who breathe through their nose they do not need to wake up in the middle of the night to take a piss why because vasopressin regulated the bodily fluids and it helps with water retention so that the body does not need to wake up you know during the deep sleep stages to take a piss and obviously again your mouth won't be dry so you won't be drinking water in the night which means even less urge to take a piss so yeah so vasopressin again is pretty important and for mouth breathers the vasopressin uh, it does not work because because most mouth breathers are kind of half asleep uh, and vasopressin does not i mean it does not get released because uh, you know the body has not signaled it enough that hey this guy is in deep sleep uh, so yeah so this is one of the reasons uh, why mouth breathing is bad for health 
and why nose breathing is amazing. Okay, now we know that you should breathe through your nose and breathing through the mouth is almost crippled, not healthy. What you can do is you can consciously notice those times in the day when you are breathing through your mouth, you can replace them with breathing through your nose. That's one thing. Number two, uh, you can do is you can do mouth taping. That's one technique that James Nestor talks about. He did it himself. He went from a four hour snore time to a 10 minutes snore time in just seven days. So mouth taping and it means exactly what it sounds like. You tape your mouth, but not in the weirdest way. Um, even though it's weird, tape your mouth. It's weird. But yeah, so what he says is take a stamp sized micro tape and just apply it right in the middle of the lips. So how he says is the Charlie Chaplin mustache, just that, but down below on your lips. So even if you want to like sneeze in the night or cough in the night, you have this area around your mouth that you can do so that you can do it. So it's not too intense. I mean, you'd have trouble sleeping if you have, if you're a mouth breather, intense mouth breather, and you've taped your mouth. You, you definitely have problems with that. So starting it slow. So that's another technique. Number third is more of a lifestyle thing, I think. It's called chewing better. <laughs> so basically, uh, we've been told to chew every bite 32 times and we don't. We never. Uh, part of the reasons is when you start to chew any anything for 32 times, the saliva and the food mix up. It does not taste well when you gulp it in. So that's my reason for not chewing food 32 times or well enough is this but i tried it and i am not going back because of two things one it definitely helps the jaw muscles to kind of strengthen and number two is it helps with digestion so my liver literally thanked me that thank you so much for processing the food up above and not throwing a mountain on me so i mean it definitely helps with digestion. You'd, you'd notice that in your bowel movements, that when you chew your food for longer, you'd have a better cycle of uh, bowels and everything. So the, the reason behind the chewing, helping with you breathing through your nose is that we now have highly processed foods. So it does not need to be chewed that long for it to be gulped in. So what happened 400 years ago, it was there was no farming, which is why the food that we ate then or the chewing time back then was about four hours, three and a half to four hours. And now it has reduced to just 10 minutes, uh, 10 minutes a day. I mean, like three, if I have food three times and I eat uh, one meal in 10 minutes, so like 25 minutes, that's what we're, that's what we're seeing. That's a radical decrease in the chewing time, which means the muscles around the jaw won't be strong enough, which means when you sleep, the jaw muscles, because they're not strong enough, they would relax, which means it will, or you will open your mouth to sleep. This simple, basic dynamics. So chewing better, again, amazing for digestion, can help a mouth breather to become a nose breather. Now let's get into the wisdom of the body and how the nose nose better you might have noticed that when you wake up one of your nostrils is more blocked than the other one and in just four or five hours during the day those nostrils 
will switch places so it happens with me a lot i'll wake up one of my nostrils is blocked and by half day it will switch places so what's happening over here is that the left and the right nostrils have different functions inside of your body the left nostril is more related to the parasympathetic nervous system which is the rest and digest state and the right nostril is related to the fight and flight states or the sympathetic nervous system so when you wake up with one of your nostrils blocked the nose kind of is compensating the air in such a way that your body gets into a stable or balanced state so it's pretty wise for an organ like nose to do this thing and uh, i noticed it myself just a month ago i was having a slight fever and uh, you know i thought i will do what my body says so you know one of my nose was blocked um, but i did not you know focus on mouth breathing so i okay i'll give this you know opportunity to the nose and you know i'll let it take it from there so i did that because because i read this book i kind of noticed it and uh, i gave it the opportunity so i did that did not eat anything and i think or i believe that the fever went in way less time than it would have gone to so and in that book james nestor really talks about how wise the nose is when it comes to kind of balancing the body states the temperature of the body and you know the response to whatever situation you're in so the nose really knows better with that being said i would say switching from a mouth breathing lifestyle to a nose breathing lifestyle is a very lifestyleish change so it's going to take some time there's no switch but knowing this consciously that what kind of a breather you are and what benefits you can have when you switch from a mouth breather to a nose breather or even if you're a nose breather you would just feel good i am a nose breather myself i don't breathe through my mouth but me reading this this book uh, really helped me understand all these things about myself so i feel good about it um anyway so i started running and i went from a 2k to an 8k and i don't do laps at all i don't stop during my jogging or running even though at a slow pace i don't ever stop so um I started with the 2k I sticked to nose breathing even though I did not want to I wanted to open my mouth but uh, eventually slowly and gradually I went from a 2k to a 4k and then a 5k and then you know a 7k and then an 8k and now I'm nose breathing and I think the stamina and or my body's capability to use oxygen you know wisely has uh, been affected by nose breathing I think that had I been a mouth breather at maybe a 3k after 3 kilometers I would start to breathe through mouth I wouldn't have gone that far almost to an 8k so I think nose breathing helped me and even James Nestor talks about it that when you breathe through your nose the body's ability to absorb oxygen increases so yeah that's one of the things anyway that's it for this episode all about breathing and running and again i would highly recommend this book if you're interested breath by james nestor all right talk to you soon guys thank you so much for listening